are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. We're in Acts chapter 27. We're in the same text that we were a month or two ago when I preached on three words, I believe God. Much of my preaching in this last year has been one word, two words, like faith, like peace, like calm, or like two words, be still, fear not, or three words. And these three words, if you remember, they spoke more to me, I hope they spoke to you, where Paul said in verse 25 of chapter 27, wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God. And that has not changed with me. I don't believe COVID is a surprise to God. But I also believe that has been a good thing. Perhaps government has made it, meant it to control us, but God has meant it to release us. We're a different church. We're a, a better church. And it hasn't hurt us, it's helped us. I wanna back up because there's another thought I wanna give us from this message, this, title, this uh, text tonight. I'll, believe, I'll read the scripture and then Pastor Bertram, if you'll lead us in prayer. Verse 14, but not long after there arose against it a tempestuous wind called Eurachlodon. And when the ship was caught, we could not bear up under the wind, we let her drive. Running under a certain island, which is called Clada, we had much work to come by by the boat, which when they had taken up, used helps undergirding the ship, and fearing lest, I'm sorry, my pages keep turning, there we go, and fearing lest they should fall into the quicksands, straight sail, and so were driven. We being exceedingly tossed with the tempest, the next day they lightened the ship. And the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. When neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, no small tempest lay on us. All hope that we should be saved was then taken away. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me. I'm not loose from Crete. And to have gained this harm and loss, and now I exhort you to be of good cheer. For there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am, whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul. Thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God hath given thee all them that are with, sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. For I believe God. There's a text there. Where the Bible says in verse number 20, we neither sun nor stars 
many days appeared. There's no small tempest lay on us. All hope. All hope. I want to speak about all hope gone. All hope gone. I cannot afford to live with no hope. If anything has been taught to us these 352 days, you must have hope. Teenagers, you must have hope. You cannot give up. You cannot give in. You cannot give over. There is hope. God has sent me here to tell you there is hope. All hope taken away. All hope gone. We've been told that a man can live for 40 days with no food. He can live with three days with no water. He can live for eight minutes with no air. But he cannot live one second without hope. Hope is the anticipation of good in the very near future. Young people, as you sit here in the fronts and in these tents and adults as well and senior citizens, never lose hope. Your world's been turned upside down and there's been tears and there's been sorrow and there's been frustration and there's been the doctor's reports and all these things that have happened. Uh, the wife is left. The husband is left. The children have broken your heart. I don't know all that you face in life, but we all face it. But you cannot lose your hope. You might lose your health. You might lose your marriage. You might lose your kids. You might lose your wealth, but you cannot lose hope. The anticipation of good that's coming. God's not done with you yet. The people that God used the most in the latter years of their life suffered the most for Jesus Christ. I want to say I believe there's great hope. We have been living under the bondage of no hope. And yet this church has continued to believe there is hope. Anticipation of good in the near future. For the last 352 days, we have been told where to stand. Stand right there on your square. You got six feet and don't move off your square. It is intimidating. Especially when the, first, the person in front of you and they're there and you're here and they keep looking around and looking around and they go forward and you go forward and they look around and they make you nervous and it ticks you off. There's a Greek word right there again. It bothers me. I was walking into the hospital this week and I, I, was, I was going in there. There was a person in front of me. I was keeping my six feet, but every time they had examined it, I thought, why don't you get a life? This is crazy to live like that. We've been told, stand there. We've been told, mask up. I've got this nose that doesn't cover my mask for some, it comes down. It's I've got a slider, I guess, and it slides down all the time. And I tell you what, everywhere I go, it happened to me several times this week. Up, oh, put your mask up. Up, oh, put your mask up. I feel like a third grade boy. Stand on your square. Put your mask up. I know you're watching. Hey, meeting people. I know health people. I'm not making fun of you. I'm not ridiculed. I'm just saying for us that have to obey the rules, we are frustrated with it. But I haven't lost my hope. I want you to know in the last year, we stand where we're supposed to stand. We cover our face. We've closed our schools in America. We've closed our businesses. We've closed our restaurants. We have been told, don't have Thanksgiving with your family. 
It's terrible. Don't let them come. We've been told you cannot do Christmas. You cannot do Christmas. I never thought I'd hear this kind of stuff. We have been told the opposite of the Bible in this one. Turn your neighbors in. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says love thy neighbor as thyself. I'm not asking us to be reckless through this entire ordeal. I am asking us to really recognize when it seems like you're being bombarded and hands slapped all the time. We must not lose hope. And then came on top of it, and I've never said a word about it to this night, the hoax of the November election. I think I'll run that one by one more time. The hoax of the November election. Have much to say on that, but I won't. But I've spent my year trying to preach messages that breathe hope. Because I believe there's great hope. For me, and I've never been much a news person, but on November the 7th, 2nd, I shut the TV off. I've not watched the news. I've not read the news on my phone. I've not read it in the printed page. I didn't watch the election results. I know enough because I hear people talking. But I've not watched it. I've not listened to talk radio. And I tell you why. Not because I'm a good Christian. I don't want my hope taken away. I want to give an offer to my wife, to my family, to my children, to my grandchildren, to this church, to these college students, to these high school students, the elementary kids, to the senior saints, to the rest of people. I want to offer hope. There is hope. There is anticipation that good is going to come. I'm thinking in my lifetime, I have lived through 15 United States presidents. Of the 15 presidents, I voted for some that got in, but I didn't like them. But I only know of two that I'd vote for again. Two out of 15. Some of them were womanizers, vile people, godless people, liars. But my hope's not in a president. My hope is not in all that's going on politically. I want my hope to remain strong. So what's going to happen? Turn with me, if you will, to the book of Titus. All hope gone. All hope gone. Paul's on that boat. It's going down. All hope is gone. So where do you find hope? Hope comes. Titus chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Hope comes in our Savior. Notice what the Bible says. Paul, a servant of God, an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the knowledge of the truth, which is after godliness. In, what's that second word? In hope of eternal life. That's going to tell us where that hope comes. 
which God that cannot lie promised before the world began, but hath in due times manifested his word through preaching, which is committed to me according to the commandment of God. Here it is, our Savior. Hope is in our Savior. The world wants to silence our hope. The world wants to silence our Savior. But oh, what a Savior. Oh, what a Savior. Oh, what a Savior is mine. The news is not mine. The media is not mine. The elections are not mine. The COVID is not mine. All that does not give me hope, but oh, what a Savior is mine. I'm so thankful that there is a risen Savior. I'm so thankful that that Savior is a God of peace and compassion and long-suffering and kindness and gentle, and he loves us. For God so loved this world, he gave his only begotten Son. I must keep my mind on my Savior. I must keep my heart on my Savior. I must keep my words on my Savior. I think of my blessed Redeemer. I think of him all the day long. I sing, for I cannot be silent. His love is the theme of my song. I want to think about him. I want this, this, uh, my mind to be, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Who being in the form of God, thought it not property to be equal with God. He made himself of no reputation. He took upon himself the form of a servant. He was made in the likeness of man. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And wherefore God hath highly exalted him, whom? My Savior, given him a name which is above every name. It's above every president. I'm doing a study right now on all world leaders who controlled the world, Mr. Caesar, Mr. Nero, Mr. Augustus, uh, Mr. Agrippa, Mr. Uh, Mr. Hitler, Mr. Khrushchev, Mr. Stalin, all those guys that ran the world and governed the world and the violent deaths, and God took them out. I'm gonna tell you something, Jesus still lives. I have hope tonight. One of the great songs in our hymn book says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. I dare not trust a sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. The man that wrote that song was born, you won't believe it, 1797. He grew up in the streets of London. He, he had a wicked mother, a wicked godless mother. He had a wicked godless dad. His family was about as godless as you could get. He worked as a kid all day long. He worked six and a half days a week as all boys and girls did in London. Many working as chimney sweeps. They live on Sunday afternoon in the streets in London and creating havoc for that city and crimes and rebellion, and he was part of all that. A man took him under his wing and taught him how to work with his hands to be a, a woodmaker, a woodworker. That man would work with wood and became a great cabinet maker. When he was 34 years of age, he heard the message of salvation that he was a sinner. 
No one had to convince him. Brother Evan, no one had to convince him he was a sinner. He knew he was a sinner. He knew he was lost. He got saved and trusted Christ. He had a lifelong dream, that cabinet maker. I'd love to build a church. In particular, I'd like to build a Baptist church. He, at age 55, was commissioned to build a Baptist church in that city. And he built it. When it was all finished, they said to him, would you be willing to become our pastor? And for the next 26 years, he pastored that church. And he wrote this song, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. I know that all, all of us at times lose hope. Naomi lost hope, and she said, in fact, don't call me Naomi. Call me Myra. Call me bitter. I've went out full, and I've come back empty. Don't call me my, my name. She said, my heart is so broken. She lost her hope. There was a man by the name of Job, and for one year, it was one trial after another. And you know all the trials he went through for one year. He came to the point where he sat down and he said, God, I cursed the day I was born. He said, I, I, I want to just die. Let me die. Oh, but God raised him up again. And God, God, not his three friends, not his three friends, but God gave him hope again in chapter 40 and chapter 41 and 42. There's a great prophet of God. In chapter 18, he called down fire from heaven in 1 Kings. But oh, in chapter 19, he quit the ministry. And as he quit the ministry, he cried out to God, God, please kill me. There was a great man that gave us the law, the Old Testament. His name was Moses. And there came a day where he said, oh God, would you just kill me? Would you just take my life? There was a great man by the name of of Jonah, who preached the greatest revival known to man where over 600,000 people got right. And in chapter two, and in chapter three, and in chapter four, he says, God, just kill me. I'm so tired, he lost hope. It's easy to lose hope. And God bless you people. You've probably been like all of us at times. There were some moments in this last year, I was way up here, and there have been some moments I was way down here, and I had to realize every time it wasn't the county health director, it wasn't the governor, it wasn't the mayor, it wasn't the city, it wasn't COVID. It was me that allowed things to get a hold of my heart that wanted to steal my hope, and, and when it's, your hope is stolen, your joy is stolen, and there's no hope, but there is hope. I'm coming to tell you tonight, there's hope. There's hope in the Savior. When the road is rough and steep, fix your eyes upon Jesus. He alone has power to keep. Fix your eyes upon him. Jesus is a faithful friend. One on whom you can depend. He will keep you to the end. Fix your eyes upon Jesus. In our hymn book, if you'd go there when you get home tonight and look in the index and you look through A through Z, when you get to the J's, there's more songs that begin with Jesus' name than any other song in our songbook. I like our theme song, Brother Martinez, this year. The very first word, Jesus. I love that. We begin with him. And he's everything. He is my everything. He's my all. When you are losing hope, look to Jesus. Tell him how wonderful he is. Tell him how glorious he is. Tell him how powerful he is. 
Tell him how good he is. Go through the alphabet A and start reciting everything you can about this almighty God and thank God for who he is and the letter B and C and D and just begin to name the names in the Bible of who he is and what he's done and then why don't you stand, spend some time and thank him for the sun, the moon, the stars. Did you see that moon last night? Bright, orange, big, round ball. I don't know if you saw it in other states because I don't know if you have the same moon we do, but our moon out here is beautiful. Maybe take a picture of your moon, send it to me sometime. I think it might be the same one. I'm not certain about all that. I didn't do very well in science, maybe, I guess. But oh, I thank God for the sun, the moon, the stars, the rain that has come down. I thank God for the snow. I thank God for the trees. I thank God for all that God created for us. Would you learn to praise his name? Would you learn to worship him and in spirit and in truth? Perhaps tonight, you see, it's all a hopeless situation. I want to tell you there's hope. There's hope. I brought a song with me tonight. I won't sing it. I wish I could sing like you singers sang tonight. But this man, I know this man. He's a little bit younger than I am. He suffers from this thing called ADHD. Attention. Deficit. Hyperactivity. Disorder. Sometimes he's all over the map. But he wrote this song. Sometimes we go through trials that are so hard to bear. We lift our face toward heaven saying, God, are you really there? I've asked this same question. Yes, I've been down that road. But looking back, I can see he's always there to let me know. There is hope. There is hope. So be strong. There is hope. God has sent me here to tell you there is hope. I like what he says here. And he knows just what you're going through, what the future holds, because Jesus lives. There is hope. He was bruised for our transgressions. He was nailed upon a tree. He cried out to his father, why have you forsaken me? Through my suffering Savior, he brought healing to our pain. And the one who raised up from the dead can still restore all again. There is hope. Sing it with me, please. So be strong. There is hope. God has sent me here to tell you there is hope and he knows just what you're going through what the future holds because Jesus lives. There is hope. I want to thank God for the good pastors and staff that the Lord's given us. They have preached and taught Bible studies and services and I'll tell you what they have done. What your pastor's trying to do this last 352 days to say, hold on, my child. Joy comes in the morning. Don't give in. Don't give up. Don't give over. Don't quit. Keep on keeping on. Thank God that he's still on the throne. So what could be wrong? I want to say when all hope is gone, look to the Lord Jesus. What a friend. 
our sweet daughter Tabitha, her favorite song. What a friend we have. And by the way, the man that wrote the song suffered from great discouragement. But he wrote, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit and oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. We have a Savior, a loving Savior. He loves us. Oh, what a Savior. But I want you to see not only our Savior when you've lost all hope, but I won't ask you to turn there. I'll have you stay in Titus. We're going to end there in just a few moments. But I'm going back over here to that Psalm 119. There's hope in the Scriptures. Psalm 119, verse 81. My soul fainteth for thy salvation, but I hope in thy word. On thy word. You know, I can tell you that this book has helped me more than ever in my life this year. I'll get up in the middle of the night in the last 352 days. Sometimes I was very discouraged. I just start to read it. I'd like to tell you that every time I just read it, it just gave me great hope, but sometimes it came later. But I do know just reading it brought a peace to my heart. I'd get up early, early in the morning, long before daybreak. I still do every day. And I'd just get in this book and I'd read it. And it's given me such great hope. You know, I've come to this building when it was all shut down and so quiet. And I'd come early in the morning, the dark of the morning. And I'd shut the door and I'd lock the door. And I'd read this book. And I'd praise God and shout and sing and have a meeting with God. And through the day, the cemetery where I go to prayer has been closed down for the last year. The salt flats where I go out on my bicycle, not to exercise, but to just ride out there and pray. And I can sing as loud as I want to sing. And I can cry out to God as loud. And nobody can hear me. Nobody can hear me. I'm between Fremont and Mountain View and all the salt flats riding that bike praising God. But I'll tell you what, this word has brought me through. God's word has given me hope. I hope in this book. I want to tell you something. We win. We win. Hallelujah. We win. I'm on the winning side. I don't have to worry about tomorrow. Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand, but I know who holds tomorrow and I know who holds my hand. Tonight you've lost your hope. Get in the scriptures, get in the word of God. Read the Bible, study the Bible. God says if we just read it, Revelation 1.3, if we just read it, he'll bless us. He says if we'll just keep it, he'll bless us. He says if we'll just obey it, he'll bless us. Oh, thank God for the word of God. We read the Bible, we keep the Bible, we study to show ourselves approved unto God. We meditate upon the Bible. Uh, Joshua 1.8, oh, thank God for the word of God I say one tonight all hope gone will then turn to the Savior all hope gone then turn to the scriptures we close tonight we're in Titus in chapter number two in Titus two as you turn to 
Titus 2, and as you're getting there, I want to thank our listener friends. For the last 352 days, God has used you so much to be an encouragement to us. Our radio family has grown. I have so many people even in this city that write and say, had there not been COVID, I'd have never heard of North Valley Baptist Church. And though in this city we blanket it throughout the year many times, I've had people say, I now listen to the radio all day long in my home. I love KMBBC. I've never been so overwhelmed in the 45 years my wife and I have been here of how people have written in and emailed in and letters in and called us and said, thank you for the Bible that you brought to our house here in Santa Clara, California. 50,000 Bibles. God bless you. I say tonight, if you've lost hope, go to the Savior. I say tonight, if you lost hope, go to the scriptures. And I like this. Go to sweet, beautiful land. Sweet, beautiful land. Look what he says in Titus 2, verse 12. Teaching us and denying ungodliness and worldly lust that we should live soberly and righteously, godly in this present world. Here it is, verse 13. Looking for that blessed that blessed, what's that word? That blessed hope and glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. He is coming again. He is coming again. This very same Jesus who's been rejected of men. Oh, lift up your eyes. Lift up your head. And I am going to a city where the streets of gold are paved and the roses never fade. Oh, they tell me of a hope far beyond the sky. How beautiful heaven must be. Sweet, I have a longing in my heart to go to heaven. I want you to know tonight I was singing with the gospel singer another song of my, in my office today. But I got thinking I was going to tell you about the song that he wrote. Beulah land, I am longing for you. Heaven's so real. It's sounding sweeter all the time. I want you to know, child of God, that soon we're going to go see him. There's something called the rapture. I remember when I was your age, I'd say, Lord, I want you to come after I get my license. I'd like to drive a car first. And then I'd say, Lord, I'd like to graduate from high school and then graduate from college. I'd like to get married. I'd like, you know, we're so fickle. It's amazing as you get down the path of life and I can tell you this, I don't want to get out of anything. I don't want to get out of trouble and sorrow and heartache. But it is sounding sweeter all the time. It seems like lately, it's always on my mind. Someday we're going to leave this old world behind for heaven sounding sweeter. 
I know to get a license sounds important, kids. But a license won't mean anything when we see our Savior first of all. I long to see my Savior first of all. Before any others I would call, I look forward to seeing my sweet dad, my precious mother, my sweet mother-in-law, my sweet father-in-law. I look forward to seeing our sweet niece, Jennifer, the loved ones, and there's so many, there's more of the loved ones that have gone on than those that remain in that category of age group. But I want you to know, stop looking about the mess down here. All the troubles down here. Get your eyes peeled. I try to get up in the morning and look and say, it's maybe today. Or maybe today the rapture. God, I fail you so much. Don't let me fail you today. I want you to have hope. Kids, there was a generation, and you've heard me speak so much about it during COVID. Not about COVID, but about this. It was 1914, and World War I began. It lasted 1914 to 1915 to 1916 to 1917. And in 1918, while the war was still going on, something else happened. Over 500 million people were affected with a pestilence. Pestilence is a virus, a disease like COVID. And during the war, not as a result of the war, but during the war, the Spanish flu came and affected 500 million. I think of that crowd. My grandfather was in that crowd, World War I. 1914 and 15 and 16 and 17 and, and 18, while another year of battle went on, the COVID war began called Spanish flu. And then they dealt with that for many years after the war, Spanish flu. And they had the results of the war, World War I, and Spanish flu. And on the heels of it came in 1929, when they were working their way through the Spanish flu, came the Great Depression where people stood in lines to get food. When jobs were gone, and then in 1941, just a few years later, the depression lasted till 39, the early 40, and then we moved into 1941, World War II. And World War II lasted 41 and 42 and 43 and 44 and 45. My grandfather and grandparents were alive through all of these incidents. And then on top of that came the great dust bowl where for 10 years, much of that region in the Midwest and up in Canada and down in Mexico was without any, any water, no water. In those years, a total of 10 inches. And their farms dried up. And they'd take their little belongings and pile them 
on a wagon or they piled them on a car and they began to drive across country looking for a place to live. It's been one conflict after another. But what did our grandparents and our parents do? They weathered the storm. My grandparents never missed Sunday church. My parents never missed Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. They lived through that depression. They lived for World War II. They lived through the Dust Bowl. They lived through the Korean conflict. They lived through all these incidences. They lived for the corruption of presidents. But they kept going. You cannot lose hope. Hope is found in a Savior, in the Scriptures, and the second coming that there's a city that's being built for you and I. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.